Greetings to you all in the precious name of our Savior and Lord Jesus Christ. Once again, I thank you all for being with this Bible study. Your prayer was a blessing in my life and I request earnestly to continue in your prayer for this ministry teaching the Word of God to many around the world. We have around uh, eight WhatsApp groups which I share the Word of God and there are many correspondents personally coming to me that it was really a blessing and uh, they are encouraging me. So if you think it is an encouraging, you can send me uh, a text privately going to the WhatsApp and looking into the admin and uh, you may please encourage that that's always something which uh, in the Christian faith we do that when you hear something and if it is really a blessing you can encourage the other person so that he will be motivated and he will be thankful to God anyway let's come to the point here uh, in the past classes we were primarily thinking about the importance of prayer in our life. We reviewed around 10 verses on the subject matter why prayer is important in our life. May God help us to take this matter seriously and apply it individually in our life. This is something we must always take it very seriously. Every time we study the Word of God, the primary object behind that, we must apply that in our life. That is what God wants us to do it. We are studying the Word of God primarily that teaching to be applied in our life. We can see that in different parts of the Word of God. James 1.22 says, Do not merely listen to the Word, And to deceive yourself, do what it says. Jeremiah says, The heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? References Jeremiah 17 verse 9. Again, John says, 1.6, If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. So when we study the word of God, we say that we are Christian, 
but we walk in darkness. The Word of God teaches that we lie and we do not practice the truth. So we need to practice the truth. That's what the whole purpose behind that. Hebrew 3 verses 13 say, But encourage one another day after day, as long as it is still called today, so that more of you will be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So if you think there is a day remains that we can call today, we must encourage each, each other. Encourage one another in order to practice the truth from the Word of God. That's what it says. All these things is focusing on that we must practice what we hear. We must apply that what we learn through the Bible study, learn through the preaching, learn through the, the fellowship. Anyway, let's uh, get on our subject matter, which is prayer. And uh, in the past classes, we were looking on what is the importance of prayer in our life. Why the prayer is so important in our life. We looked around 11 points and uh, reviewed in detail. So I'm not going back there. And we are continuing from that place in order to move on. Today we are going to look at how to pray with the power. I want you to look at words Act 12 verses 5. Turn to the book of Act 12 verse 5. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. I read once again, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. A prayer that has power is the prayer that is offered unto God. I tell you again, a prayer that has power is the prayer that is offered unto God. So definitely we all think that is not all prayer unto God. That is what we need to, that is what we are going to look at today. If all the prayer is not praying unto God. Why? We will learn today. In order for a prayer to really be unto God, there must be a definite and conscious approach to God when we pray. We must make sure that we are praying to God. If a prayer you wanted to pray unto God, you make sure God is listening to you. In order to have that confidence, you must be very careful that and def you must be in a definite and conscious approach to God that you are in the presence of God. 
we must make sure that God is bending over and listening as we pray. In much of our prayer, there is really only a little thought of God. We are more focused on the prayer matter than God. We think about all our issues and worried about all our issues and problems and sickness, such as unemployment, financial issues. That is not what you wanted to do in a in your in your prayer with the God. For a prayer to be powerful, we need to leave the problem and focus on the one who can resolve the problem. If you remember, in our previous class, as we were studying the importance of prayer, As per Hebrew, 4 verses 15 and 16, we will refer to that part. Hebrew 4 verses 15 and 16. We learn that God has given us access to the throne of grace. And we studied that. How do we get into the, the throne of grace? We have access. God has given us permission to come to the throne of grace. It was not permitted in the Old Testament time. It was only once in a year the high priest can go there. But now, God has given all his children to come to the throne of grace anytime we want help. I'm going to read that part. Hebrew 4, 15, 16. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace, help in time of need. Very clearly mentioned here. Amen. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Every time of need. God says that come boldly to the throne of grace. Come to my presence. Come where I'm sitting. Come to the highest of highest. The holy of holy. And he's telling you have access. You have permission. I'm giving you the permission to come into the presence where I sit. But how do you go there? How do you get into the throne of grace? We looked already that. It is through prayer. A sincere prayer, you can go into the presence of God. But we must remember every time we pray, we are actually in the presence of God. We are actually in the Holy of Holy. We are actually standing before the Almighty God. And you should be able to see Jesus sitting on the right hand side. And this is what, that, what I say that you must be very conscious. You must have a conscious awareness that you are standing before the God when you pray. That is the type of prayer which has power. So, when we pray, we must have a conscious realization that we are in the presence of God in the heavenly place 
in the holy of holy in the presence of god so we must have a conscious realization that is focus on that word conscious realization that we are praying to god and god is listening to us and our words many christians do not pray like that so they don't really get in contact with the god they pray thinking all the problems and wandering with the problem around the world you can sit and pray while you can travel around the world through your mind that's not what god want you want wants each and every one to do it god want us to focus and pray to the lord if you want your prayer to be powerful you must give all your attention all your attention to the to the lord and focus on god himself don't focus your problem focus the one who can resolve it the one who can settle it the one who can proclaim and remove it from your life whether it be sickness whether it be financial issues whether it be social issues whether it be family issues bring that matter in the hands of god trusting that the lord is almighty he can do miracles in your life he can do wonders in your life it's all depending on how do you trust him how do you bring that matter into the presence if you're thinking about the problems of wandering around the world and praying you're not praying to god and he cannot listen to you and once you submit everything like that it is no more your problem it is his problem that's a type of prayer which god wants us to do it we can see this application when you study the bible in many parts of the bible especially when you look into the life of uh, david you see that he apply that principle all his prayers for example if you look at some of the uh, verses from the psalm we can really really uh, you know increase through his way of praying psalms 5:1 says give ear to my word when he was praying to the lord the first thing he was saying that god give ear to my word i'm talking to you i want your attention that's what he was saying psalms 4 psalm 41 says hear me when i call god i'm here i'm i'm calling you and i want you to hear me 17 verse 1 hear the right oh god attend unto my cry god you better bend down and listen to my word that's what david is saying here psalm 55:1 give ear to my prayer o god and hide not thyself from my supplication and words too says attend unto me and hear me he's telling god that god may i have your attention can you please attend to my word and my cry i'm not simply crying to somebody here i'm not simply crying sitting in this you know empty place 
to no one. I'm praying unto you. I'm crying unto you. I want to make sure you hear me. You hear my cry. You hear my pain. See, this is what, this is the, this is the application which we can see from the Bible. It is written in the Bible and showed and given to us to apply that in our life. All these references show David prayed very attentively and always made sure that God is listening to him when he prayed. When a prayer is not prayed attentively or that is controlled by the fear and the terror of the issue, it is not really focused on God and cannot be effective and powerful. So make sure next time onwards you apply this principle. You leave all your disturbing circumstances around you and be alone and pray to the Lord in order to get the attention from the God, in order to be connected to each other, in order to leave your problem and bring the problem in the hands of God and focus on the one who can help you with the problems there. That type of prayer is a prayer with the power, a prayer praying unto God. You must make sure you are in the presence of God. You are in the Holy of Holy. You are standing before God and you are praying and you are giving all your petition. Like you go, go to a court and submitting all your petition there. You are standing before the judge and you are, you are just telling the judge whatever you are, you are allowed to say there. And this is the opportunity which God has given us. And it is much wonderful to see that. He has given us the permission to go into the throne of grace anytime you need help. Anytime you need help, God said, come into the presence of me. Come to the, come to the throne of grace. Come to the holy of holy and bring your matter and I will answer you. God, God gave each and every one of us that promise. So, please use it. And the next thing we can see there. On the same words, uh, Acts chapter 12, verses 5, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing. Focus on the word, without ceasing of the church unto God for him. This verse is, uh, you need to split it into different parts and study it. But now we are looking into the part without ceasing. The American Standard version says the bible says uh, earnestly that word without ceasing they're translated into earnestly or stretch outly you can say stretch outly it is the earnest and intense desire of our soul that's what we are that that's what we see that without ceasing means it's your earnest desire of your soul You really wanted to share something with the God. You're the earnest desire. Stretch out through your soul and reaching out to God. We can see this prayer and we can compare it with uh, the prayer of Jesus Christ in Luke chapter 22 verses 44. If you look at 22 verses 44, we see that. And being 
in an agony. He prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was, it were great drops of blood falling down to the ground. See, Jesus is praying here, but he has no physical pain, no physical affliction, but you can see, see that what is mentioned here, his sweat become drop of blood falling down on the ground. So the pain and agony he was going through was something greater, which you cannot see physically, but he can see that pain inside. And he was crying unto God for that. And we see that, we know the matter, this was just before the crucifixion. And he was praying to the Lord, the Father, if that can be removed from his life, which you can see in 40, 42. Same chapter, Luke chapter 22, 42, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. See, he was praying to the Lord, crying with the, so much pain inside. You cannot see anything, no physical pain, but inside. That is what we call the stretch out, soul stretch out. And he was praying to God. That's the type of prayer we need to pray. When you come to the presence of God, all your body, soul and spirit be involved. Completely surrender, completely submit and focus and pray to the Lord so that it will be answered. Let me ask you something. Did this prayer was answered? He was asking for Father to remove it if it is His will. This cup of pain. Did He receive the answer? If you look at Hebrew 5 verse 7, people think that He didn't get the answer or anything. But if you look at 5 verse 7 Hebrew, you see that uh, answer was mentioned there. 5 verses 7 says, Who in the days of his flesh, when he had offered up prayers and supplications with the strong crying and tears unto him, that was able to save him from death, and was heard in that he feared. And he was heard. He got the answer from the Father. The Father heard his prayer. That's what it says. It was not the way sometimes we wanted. Always remember, sometimes a no is an answer from the Lord. Sometimes God doesn't want you to go into one direction. Sometimes God doesn't want you to have something which you are praying about. He may not give you. He may say that, no, I don't want to give you that. That is also an answer to the prayer. Most people don't accept that. They don't want to take, they want always something they pray and they should get it. Sometimes God knew that it is not better for you. So he may have a different plan and he will give it to you something better. But you need to wait upon the Lord and see that what is his actual plan in your life. Jesus prayed and cried and requested to take away that cup from his life. That cup of suffering, the cup of that suffering which he has to go through it. But finally he left it with the hands. Uh, with the, the, the Father's will. And finally, in Hebrew 5, 7, we said, God, the Father heard the prayer and He answered it. Praise God. 
This is the same prayer which Paul was mentioning in, in, uh, in the book of uh, Romans 15 verses 30. Striving together. He was asking the saints in the, in the, in the, in the Roman city to pray for him. And he was mentioning the word God. Striving together. This is the type of prayer we need to pray in our life. But we are not doing it. We are focused. We are controlled by the problem. We are sitting in the presence of God and thinking many other issues. We think about the, what is happening in the workplace, in the church, in the, in the other areas. And we pray. Keep on praying, praying. Who are you praying to? Even if you are not giving attention to that, who is going to listen to you? Nobody. God wants you to give a prayer unto Him attentively, carefully, earnestly, so that it can be a prayer praying to God and it, it can be powerful. This is the type of prayer which God wants each and every one of us to do it in our life. May God bless you with these words and we will continue our study in the next class. Please keep praying for me and my ministry so that it will be very effective and useful in all those who is in, in, in this. Thank you. God bless you.